Welcome to The Lab. What's going on, all you Brainiacs out there, and welcome back to yet another episode of the Fantasy Football Laboratory. I am your host, the King of Trade, Shane Palma, joined, as always, by Spitfire Lucas Parrish. What's going on, guys? And the chemist, Jack McGrath. Shane, how are we doing today? Yes, Lucas, how's he doing? Because I just heard he was in a really bad mood today. He said he hasn't eaten anything today. It's 3 o'clock! Eat yeah. some food! Bre- Bro, breakfast I, I, is the most important meal of the day, and you're skipping out on that, and that's why... I just got back food. from a two-and-a-half-hour interview... For a story that I'm doing, where most of it was them talking about Civil War stuff that I did not even comprehend. It, I got, a lot got lost in translation. No, I'm not in a good mood right now. But it's okay, because we're going to be talking about how the Bears aren't going to get Russell Wilson. And hearing Jack be sad about that will put me in a better mood. Dude, I think that's a mistake to say the Bears aren't going to get Russell Wilson. Rumors I'm seeing saying they're making very competitive offers, but we'll see. We'll see. Okay, I guess we'll start with Russell yeah, Wilson, even though that was the last thing yeah. on my list here. But since <laughs> Lucas is in a bad mood, I'll do whatever Lucas says, because I don't want to step on his toes. He can step all over mine. Rumors are going around that Russell Wilson could be linked with the Bears, could be going to the Bears, could be the Bears starter until he retires in the league. I don't even know what's happening with Russell Wilson and the Chicago Bears at this moment. All I know is that the Bears don't currently have a quarterback. At least that would start next year. Is Nick Foles still under contract? Nick Foles is still under contract. We talked about last episode that they could be bringing in Alex Smith. Since the Washington football team decided that they were going to part ways with Alex Smith, I personally think that, if anything, Smith is a veteran backup that is kind of like in that Josh McCown situation where he should never start a game again. He can be that mentor to a younger guy behind him. Like maybe he would go back up Joe Burrow in Cincinnati and kind of be that guy to help him through the ropes. But Alex Smith is not a starter anywhere. He's not going to be a starter on the Bears. But if Russell Wilson ends up on the Bears, it all depends on what weapons they retain and what weapons they go out and attain. If they don't keep Allen Robinson, they're going to need to bring in another high-profile wide receiver for Russell Wilson to be considered a top-10 fantasy quarterback next year. We, I don't, I don't think any of us, I have him, I think, right on the edge of top 10, if not on the edge, right there at 10 uh, for Russ next season as a, as a fantasy quarterback, and that's already with having Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. Now you're moving him into a situation where he might not even have Allen Robinson, who, you know, in some instances, I have DK higher than A-Rob anyway. But I would have Robinson higher if he were to get a quarterback like Russell Wilson, quarterback he's never had in his entire career. Jack, as a Bears fan... Whoa, 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 whoa. He had Blake Bortles. Come on. No Blake Bortles disrespect here. That was a joke. That was really funny. Yeah, thank you. So funny, I forgot to laugh. I fell off my dinosaur on that one. Yeah. No, sorry. All right. that was, that was <laughs> I didn't supposed... get that one. No, sorry. I... Okay. Jack, as a Bears fan, that was a whole mess right there. That, that was, was really bad. Man, it's okay. Keep I going. can't even like look at Lucas right now because I'm afraid that he's gonna look back at me and it's I'm gonna like, turn gonna to, <laughs> yeah, like I'm gonna turn to stone or something's gonna happen. I'm really afraid right now. You should be. You should be. Uh, afraid. Jack, as a Bears fan, what makes the most sense for Chicago going forward in terms of if they bring in Russell Wilson, what assets would they have to give away, and then how could they build this team to even just be a, a playoff contender going forward? The- the defense right now is deep enough for the Bears. They were missing pieces last year. Eddie Goldman was out because of he opted out of the season for the COVID season. There are 
enough pieces in that Bears defense where they could give one or two away in a trade along with draft picks and maybe one more smaller piece that could potentially entice the Seahawks to make that move and potentially free up enough cap space. I don't think the Bears will need to trade away any offensive weapons. Cohen's going to stay. Montgomery's going to stay. The key is that wide receiver core. Darnell Mooney's still a good receiver. He's a top, top tier. Not a top, top tier, but he's definitely draftable, highly draftable, if Russell Wilson is that quarterback. How high? I took him in the eighth round of our eighth or ninth round in the rack draft. He went to me in our mock draft at one point. So I think you took him in the ninth because then I said if we're going to take hometown heroes right now, I'm going to go with Denzel Mims. Yep. And I think about the ninth round would be good for him. I think he's an improving receiver. He's a deep ball threat. Offensive playbook opens up a whole lot more if you're the Chicago Bears and you have a quarterback that can throw the ball deep. I think the top priority has to be bringing back Allen Robinson. I don't see how that's not the top priority. He's the best wide receiver on the wide receiver market right now on the free agent market, and you can franchise tag him still. That's always your bailout option. Maybe they don't want to do that. Worst case scenario, you franchise tag him, you trade him, and you get maybe a lesser receiver back or you get one less back, or that's part of the Russell Wilson trade and you keep a key key defensive piece. But right now, I think there's no way Allen Robinson escapes Chicago without either either being franchise tagged and traded, or franchise tagged, or eventually signed to an extension. Lucas, can I can I ask you a question? Yes, you may ask me a question. Are you sure? I'm positive. It, it's okay. I can yeah. I can say something. It's to okay. You? you can say something to me. If Allen Robinson is there with Russell Wilson, how high does he move up your wide receiver rankings? Gosh, that's that's tough to say. He's at eight right now. You you said you had DK above Allen Robinson. I have Allen Robinson above DK actually. Um, but very I mean they're very close obviously. But Allen Robinson, I'd probably move him up to five, right below Tyree Kill and right above Keenan Allen. I think, I mean, he'd be so good with Russell Wilson there. Darnell Mooney moves up my board as well. Anthony Miller, probably a little bit too, although he's still not. I don't not, trust him anymore. Yeah, he, he's still probably not draftable. But Darnell Mooney, I would like quite a bit more. Cole Komet, uh, I would probably like more. I don't know how much more, just due to the fact that Russell Wilson has never had a tight end that he's, you know, where, where that, that, that's been super fantasy relevant. Obviously, he had Jimmy Graham there for a little bit, but Jimmy Graham as a Seahawk was not particularly great for the most part, aside from being a great red zone threat. So, no, but I mean, that whole offense improves a ton. Tariq Cohen, I think, benefits a, a decent amount from that as well, more so than I think David Montgomery. But that whole offense would benefit a lot if they went out and got a guy like Russell Wilson. Jack, how much do they need to improve their offensive line? Because looking at their salary cap going into next year, they're currently in the negatives. Now, I'm sure they would have to trade away some money in order to get Russell Wilson's contract, but then you also have to worry about, like you said, if you franchise tag Allen Robinson, there's a decent amount off the cap. I would, I was going to suggest, you know, if you keep Allen Robinson and you want to bring in a veteran like Marvin Jones... Or even, you know, I've been talking him up. I still think A.J. Green's got it. If you wanted to do that and give Russell Wilson those pieces, I don't think they have the ability to do that with the situation they're in right no. now. No. I, speaking on the offensive line, I don't think the offensive line is as bad as the perception Is it as bad it as Seattle's? Probably not, because Russell Wilson, one of the reasons he it's been out there is because he likes the Bears' offensive line. So the question is, what has Russell Wilson seen that we haven't seen in the Bears' offensive line? I never thought the Bears' offensive line was bottom-bottom tier. It's probably in the 15 to 25 range. It's mid-range. It's exactly. a mid-range so, offensive line. It's an average offensive line. You really don't have to improve it that much. You have a good running back still in David Montgomery. If you have good weapons like Allen Robinson and Tariq Cohen and you have Russell Wilson, you can get the ball out of his hands quickly. 
it's not going to be that much of a hindrance to the Chicago Bears, especially if you still have a very good defense that's going to be in the top 10 in the league next year. I don't think they're going to improve the offensive line that much. If so, it'll be through the draft is where I'm thinking I mean, they'll they, go. You guys definitely, could be offensive the Bears line. definitely need to improve that offensive line. I will say if you get like a quarterback like Russell Wilson, you know, you're, you're, you've got a lot of options. And even a middle-of-the-road offensive line in that case would probably be good enough for the Bears to see some success. But they would definitely need to, to improve it a bit. You know, if we're talking about David Montgomery as his second-half surge, for real, or is he going to taper off into the distance next year? I think a lot of that depends on what happens with that offensive line. Do you think we should be worried at all about if the Seahawks decide to forego improving their offensive line at all, and they don't trade Russell Wilson, that he decides to sit out until he is traded? I don't think he decides to sit out. That doesn't seem like a very Russell Wilson move. Maybe I, will, that's just I, I mean, I, I don't know if you can say that doesn't seem like a Russell Wilson move. You know the guy? Like, I mean, I don't know if you can say that. I don't think it's a it's a, a 0% possibility. But if the Seahawks keep Russ, how dumb would they be to not improve that offensive line? Yeah. Like, I can't, I mean, I can't sit here and say that I can't imagine a scenario where that happens because, you know, NFL executives and, and all that stuff tend to make decisions that baffle me, like, a lot more than they should. But something like that, man, they got to fix that if they're going to keep Russ. Yeah, I'm, I'm on that train, too. I think it's it's one or the other. You either, keep, you either trade roster or you improve the line. Let's or move both. on. They yeah. need to do both. Or, or well, they, they need to do a lot of things. <laughs> Let's move on to another quarterback conversation, this time heading to Denver, where it appears that the Broncos want to bring in competition for Drew Locke. Drew Locke didn't have a lot of his weapons last year. Guys were hurt. Noah Fant missed games. Cortland Sutton was out almost the entire year. You had the rookie in Jerry Judy and Tim Patrick, who proved to be good, but both had their own share of problems. Now we're anticipating a step forward for Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton to make a rebound and maybe be one of those fantasy comeback players of the year. Drew Locke, though, the reigning competition, who do you think are some of those names that they could be looking at? And maybe even if he is the starter, light a fire under him. I think you're looking at guys like Mitch Trubisky, Jameis Winston, Sam Darnold. I think some of those guys that have starter potential in the league. But I, I don't, I don't think, think they'd bring in Darnold. If they're bringing in Darnold, Darnold's a starter. They're not going to bring in Darnold to motivate Drew Locke. Otherwise, they're going to have to trade a high-end second-round pick for him. I don't know. I mean, I, I think that they're... But I'm talking players like that. Players who have starting potential, but but haven't necessarily proved that they can really be starters in the league. That's what you're going to see, because that's the same boat that Drew Locke is in, and they're going to you know go into training camp. and It's like what the Bears did with Mitchell Trubisky this past year. I think you're going to see something similar there in Denver with Drew Locke. Or Alex Smith. I, that's a name that could find its way to Denver. That would be a, a better, great... That would actually be great for Drew Locke, exactly. because you want to talk about the last quarterback that Alex Smith helped mentor a little bit. You know, a little guy known as Patrick Mahomes. Don't know if you're familiar with him. Uh, he's been okay in the league since he's, since he's entered it. And, you know, Alex Smith had a... I don't know how much Alex Smith had to do with that, but he was there, and I'm sure he wasn't a non-factor. Exactly. Lucas would know that because as soon as Patrick Mahomes became the starter, that's when Lucas started being a Chiefs right, fan. Right, exactly. That was the exact... He was like, oh my God, I Patrick grew up in Mahomes. Kansas City. I grew up in Kansas City. Didn't I know who Jamal here. Charles was. I hate it here. I did. I did. I just forgot his name. His name slipped my mind. Mm, I don't know. From what I can recall about that... I remember that, he was the number 25. Oh gosh, he's mad today. I forgot. I shouldn't... Yeah. I won't <laughs> push the buttons. Don't the bear. No. I won't push the buttons. I'm thinking they're going to bring in Gardner Minshew. That just seems like a perfect that name to end up in Denver. I think yeah. it'll, we'll see... It'll be like from this pool of guys, like Cam Newton, 
could be a contender to go there. Ryan Fitzpatrick, because he's been everywhere, why not? Why not try it out? Gardner Minshew will probably be in the mix because we obviously know Jacksonville is going to get Trevor Lawrence. But is, is are they going to release Gardner Minshew? Minshew's still under contract. I bet they'll keep him as a backup. What, I feel like they'd bring it. They'd want to bring in more of a mentor than Minshew. Minshew's not a mentor. No, you know that Trevor Lawrence is your future. That yeah. he's your guy. Minshew will be cut if you, he doesn't. So? Or he'll be the guy to say, "I demand a release." Yeah, that's fair. Maybe the mustache needs to flourish somewhere else. The mustache that could be Denver needs to strive. You could probably trade Gardner Minshew for like a fifth round draft pick, fourth, sixth round draft pick, seventh. <laughs> four, no, fourth, fifth, sixth, one, seven, 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 four, I think five, six, six, seven. You could probably get a fifth, sixth, or seventh for Gardner Minshew. I mean, you could get something. You could get probably a sixth. Is what Look, I'd say. If Kyle say Allen so. went for a fifth rounder, I think it's safe to say Gardner Minshew could go for a fifth. Yeah, but I mean, uh, but do the Bron? It, it's it's really do the Broncos. Trust Drew Locke to be their starter, or are they trying to find a new starter? I That's, think it's, it's either or. Well, I, I think they're just trying to figure it out. I, I, I don't think. I think they still believe in him. I they just they, they like I said yeah. they want to light a fire under him, which is why I don't think they would bring in anyone under the age of twenty six. This is a make or break it year for Drew Locke, and I think they still want him to be the franchise guy, like how the Bears still wanted Mitch Trubisky to be the franchise guy at the beginning of next year. They brought in Nick Foles just in case try and have a little battle, a little competition going on. You know, Drew Locke, I think that the, the Denver Broncos are going to do something similar this year. And, you know, if he if he sinks, he sinks. If he swims, he swims. So on, on our Twitter page, I, I put something out the other day asking who people would rather have as their wide receiver three because that's the value that we saw uh, of these two guys in our mock draft that we did. And that was Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. And the overwhelming response was Cortland Sutton. To be expected. I mean, this was a guy that was drafted in the fourth or fifth round last season to be your wide receiver, too. Now, coming off of the injury, I know I saw somewhere on Twitter that he was starting to run extended pass routes and and different things like that, so he's getting into that game shape. But Jerry Judy, I saw a video of him doing, like, the hand button thing where he's, like, on the ground, he's, like, touching different things. I know he had his drops problems last year, but he feels like one of those sophomore guys that could take the next step forward next year if the right guy's under center. Very possibly. I mean, he was taken in the first round for a reason. I don't even think you can sleep on K.J. Hamler. He was taken in the second round this past year for a reason. Obviously, there was a lot of competition for touches there, and there will be again next year. But K.J. Hamler is another sneaky guy who could... You know, I, I think that there's a lot of question marks around that wide receiver core as a whole. There is absolutely going to be someone fantasy, very fantasy relevant in that wide receiver core. I just don't completely know who it is yet. I think there will be relevant guys. I'm not taking it. I'm not going to overreach for any of these no. guys. I, for, for one of these guys to be fantasy relevant, they're going to have to have, what, 900 yards on the year, 1,000 yards on the year to be one, to be your wide receiver three. I mean, that's where we're sitting at the, uh, in terms of yardage-wise. The 25th, the 30th range was around that 900 to 1,000 range, or 20 to 30 range was about that 900 to 1,000 range. Can't, do you trust that Broncos quarterback? If 500 yards go to Noah Fan, if 500 yards go to the running backs, then suddenly you have... 500 yards aren't going to the running backs. Philip Lindsay and Melvin, I think 500 yards might go to the running backs this season. Then suddenly you have 1,000 yards gone. You're suddenly trusting Drew Locke to now disperse between 2,000 to 2,500 yards between his wide receivers in order to sustain both of those guys' value. So I think one of them will pop off, but it's a lot of A lot of it depends on Drew Locke. Drew Locke absolutely is someone who has the capability of being a 4,000-plus yard-per-season passer. Absolutely. The question is, is he going to be able to take that next step next year? 
And I think even if he doesn't, I think there will be someone fantasy relevant. There's too much talent in that wide re- in that receiver core for there to not be some form of fantasy relevance. You know, if it's Noah Fant or Cortland Sutton or if, you know, it's Jerry Judy or if KJ Hamler comes out of nowhere, who knows? Any of that could happen, right? All those guys are so, so, so talented. It'll just depend on Drew Locke's development as to how many of those guys will be fantasy relevant and just how fantasy relevant they will be. At this point, all we can do is play the speculation game with a lot of the things that we're talking about. And the rumors on the Texans front have been quiet lately, but I know one of the names of the teams that Deshaun Watson was linked to for a while was the Denver Broncos. Broncos, Now, if he somehow ended up in Denver, I mean, how high does Jerry Judy... KJ Hamler, Corlin Sun move up the board. Did the man. Not Hamler. I think Judy and Sun for sure. I mean, Hamler suddenly goes from being an undraftable guy to being a late round flyer. Yeah. Absolutely. And then you you want to talk about Jerry Judy and Corlin Sutton? They're gonna be drafted so high. No fans gonna move up draft boards. All those guys are gonna move up draft I would boards. use if Deshaun Watson is the quarterback there, I would use a fifth on Sutton and maybe a sixth or seventh on Then Judy. how come we aren't or maybe even a little bit the, higher than that? That's the mock draft that we did. That's what they're already going at, Jack. Mm-hmm. Nah, I think they're a little lower than that. And we, I took, I can tell you right now, from the mock draft, I took Jerry Judy at 99 yeah. overall, and Cortland Sutton ended up going at 69 overall. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so they'll two rounds. Yeah, yeah, that that definitely is a boost to the value. But looking at the mock draft, I mean, one of the names that is still currently supposed to play with Deshaun Watson is Brandon Cooks. How come then we don't give him the same respect after what we saw Brandon Cooks do with Deshaun Watson at the end of last season? Because Brandon Cooks at the moment uh, is probably not going to have Deshaun Watson. When we drafted Brandon Cooks, where he should have gone in maybe that six, seven, eight range. Because I got him at eight. We were we were all we were enthralled with the Deshaun Watson rumors, and we're thinking he doesn't have a quarterback next year, and the Texans are going to rebuild. I don't even know if Brandon Cooks is going to be on the Houston Texans next year. The Texans save uh, about $12 million throughout his contract if they cut him. So it's not a bad move to cut him now if you're the Houston Texans. Um, I don't think that's going to wind up happening. I think they're going to still try to, to keep Deshaun Watson, and that might not happen until later. But at the moment, I think Brandon Cooks is he's a draftable guy as long as Watson's there, but I, I still don't think Watson's going to be there. I mean, I, I can't disagree with that. I, I, I agree. That's why Brandon Cooks went later, because we don't think that... Deshaun Watson's going to be there. If Deshaun Watson is there, Brandon Cooks moves up. If he's not there, who the heck is the quarterback? You know, if they trade Deshaun Watson to the Broncos, chances are Drew Locke would end up going to the Texans. And if Drew Locke is the Texans quarterback, I mean, where are you going to draft Brandon Cooks? And, and I should throw it out there. I should correct myself. They, Texans would save $12 million this year if they were to cut this Brandon year. Cooks. Yeah. By what no point do they have to cut him? Um, By 6-1. Okay. So we got free agency and the draft ahead of us to see what happens with Brandon Cooks. Sticking with quarterbacks, because we mentioned his name and we talked about how Alex Smith is out of Washington, you'd have to think that possibly they look to bring in a new starter unless they trust Heineke to be their starter or if Kyle Allen's going to come back and be their starter. What I do know is that Terry McLaurin played through two high ankle sprains last season Still, for a majority of it, was a wide receiver one. Yep. Amazing. What The quarterback carousel that this guy has had to go through in his first two seasons in the NFL is absurd. And the fact that he's been able to put up the value that he has 
still gets disrespected yeah. in our mock drafts and I, just people talking we, about him. You were wanting to talk dynasty today, Shane. I, I'll talk a little bit of dynasty here. I drafted Terry McLaurin in our dynasty league that, that we were in. Someone just offered me a trade of I'd get Miles Sanders. They would get my first round rookie pick, which is a with the third overall pick, Plus Terry McLaurin. Oh my God! That's I wouldn't awful. trade them Terry McLaurin for Miles Sanders straight up. Like not even close. It was a horrendous trade offer. I mean, I'm not like. Would you Terry- trade that rookie pick for Miles Sanders straight up? No, no, Ooh, because there's. I, might. I no, I wouldn't. I don't trust Miles Sanders to be the long term option there in Philadelphia. I don't think he was very good this year, and I don't know how much how good I expect him to be next year. I think they're gonna before long. He's gonna be gone. I don't think he has all that much dynasty value because of that. Whereas whoever I'll take with the third overall pick in the rookie draft this year, I think will have a lot more dynasty value than Miles Sanders. I mean, I'd have to think that in dynasty leagues, especially in our rookie draft, that Lawrence will go one. I'd have to think so. It makes the most sense. Yeah. You're getting a guy... playing a two-quarterback league, yeah, too. So. Especially Superflex League, you're going to take Trevor Lawrence first overall. And then you get to, okay, where did Najee Harris end up? Where did Travis Etienne land up? I think those are the next two names. Or if you want to trust Zach Wilson if he goes to the Jets. Or if you see that the Panthers decided to take Justin Fields and you want to take that. Again, super flex league quarterbacks are 10 times more valuable you kind of waited on that. I did. I need need more quarterbacks. That's true. So you probably should take a quarterback in the super in you, this in this rookie think, draft, you think I I want to look up to try and I want to look to try and trade up to one and grab Trevor Lawrence, but I that that I don't know if a that'd be possible and b how much that would cost me. So we'll see. Sticking though, let's go back to Terry McLaurin as you were talking about. You had drafted him, and we see still the potential that he has. He's so good for like, the coming just, years. I mean, I, I, I the second he gets a quarterback, Terry McLaurin will probably be. A potential top five. Who does he need? Because I put this tweet out yesterday. I said, "Who does he need? Who has he had? Literally nobody. Like quite literally nobody. Imagine if he gets even someone who's middle of the road. Like by the time you know, you think of Alex Smith as a typical middle of the road quarterback. By the time Terry McLaurin had Alex Smith throwing the ball to him, Alex Smith, you know, he just wasn't the same. Alex Smith was not good when he played this year. I mean, he looked uncomfortable as you would be if you went through that injury Alex Smith had, right?" If they go out and they get even a middle-of-the-road quarterback, let's say somehow we were just talking about Drew Locke, Drew Locke ends up in Washington, that he's, I don't care what you say about Drew Locke. He's not, he's not going anywhere. If, probably not. No. But, but uh, I mean, you know, all the Sam Darnold. What happens if Sam Darnold ends up in Washington? What I mean, happens? He's, he's just, uh, he's a, an improvement over every quarterback Terry McLaurin has had. And we've seen what Terry McLaurin has done with those bad quarterbacks. Did he finish as a wide receiver one last year? He did, didn't he? He missed... Here, I can pull it up because I know he missed the last few games okay. because that those angle sprints did start to catch up with him. He finished as wide receiver 21 overall in PPR okay. because I think looking, he was a little bit inconsistent weeks one through five. Then he really picked it up in the middle of the season. And then once he got to week 13, those injuries started kicking in, finished as the overall wide receiver 90 and then 82 and then... Had a semi-decent finish to the season, but... If he gets a good quarterback, he obviously shoots way up our rankings, right? If he gets a middle-of-the-road quarterback, he still shoots up our rankings because it's better than he's ever had, and he's still produced every single year. I mean, granted, it's only two. He's still produced these past two years with a ridiculous quarterback carousel, like you said. So looking at the responses to this tweet of what people thought would make Terry McLaurin a must-draft wide receiver one whatever quarterback came in. 
Uh, someone said Deshaun Watson. Obviously, Fair. I think that would make any wide receiver wide receiver one. Russell Wilson. Russell too. Wilson also Dak was Prescott the name. Well. No one said Dak, but that would make sense. Yep. And then the one that was the most liked on this tweet, more liked than the tweet itself, was Jameis Winston. Yeah. People want to see Jameis on the Washington football team throwing the ball to Terry McLaurin. Because it doesn't matter if their team is good, if if their team sucks. If Jameis Winston's going to throw 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions, that's going to be a lot of production for Terry McLaurin. At least 10 of those are going to Terry McLaurin. Almost certainly. More. Yep. Terry I'd say McLaurin, 15. Yeah. I'd say... But Logan the Thomas, too. 20, I'd say 20. Uh, the, the, the 20 of those touchdowns are Terry McLaurin and Logan Thomas split up however they get split up. But 10 of them are going to Terry McLaurin, or, or 20 of them combined are going to those two guys. That would be a great fit. Salary cap-wise, Washington has the fourth most cap space in the league at $54 million. We just said Terry McLaurin and Logan Thomas are their two top targets. They really don't have any other big, notable names. I know Cam Sims is there. Uh, Cam Sims? I think you mean Steve Sims, right? It's Steve Sims. Steve Sims Jr.? Isn't that what... I'm almost positive it's Cam Sims. Yeah, I'm right, Cam Sims. No, really? Who, who am I? Finished as the overall... They don't... They, that just goes to show they don't have anybody as their wide receiver, too. Like, literally nobody. Yeah, well, that's that's the point I'm making, is let's say they decide to bring in... Oh, they have... It's Steven Sims and Cam Sims. Oh, those they have are, both of them. Those are your two... My guy, my guy, Cam Sims, finished a little bit higher than your guy, Steven Sims, last okay. year. But, uh, yeah, again, just shows you what wide receiver... We're trying to dig here for these names... They're probably going to bring in another name. Yep. Does that help or hurt Terry McLaurin? Helps. It can't hurt. Like Terry it McLaurin could hurt takeaway targets. No, Terry McLaurin has established himself as the clear number one wide receiver there. No question. Are you, are you, Goblins goes there. Terry McLaurin Allen Robinson guy. goes there. He's Terry not the McLaurin's number one guy. guy. He is. No. He is. Yes, he is. No. Yes, not Teddy Galladay goes there. I think it's close. I think that's comparable. I think Godwin or. Robinson both overtake him as number no, one. No, definitely not Godwin. Here are the names that I would put as a wide receiver one target share-wise above uh, Terry McLaurin. I would say Robinson, yes. Looking at the free agents right now, I would say Will Fuller, it's close. Uh, yeah. Juju, I still would put Terry above Juju. I think Juju would be a very good fit there. Yes. Juju would be a great compliment. Godwin, I would probably... No, I, I wouldn't put Godwin up there. They're like the same player, which wouldn't make sense why they would get him. So I would just rule out Godwin going there. Galladay I would put above Terry McLaurin. Just purely based on his size and his red zone ability, that will garner him a little bit more attention in the red zone, it's, which therefore would make but him I don't, the I don't wide think they're going to go for any of those guys because I think they know what they've got in Scary Terry. I think they know Terry Well, McLaurin. let's say they draft someone. There we go. I've talked a lot about how much I would love the fit of Rondale Moore there. And I would love that fit. And I he think, and he would be the wide receiver too. Yep, which I think would be perfect for Moore, and I think that'd be perfect Where for McLaurin that, as well. So let's say let's keep on the track of Jameis Winston being there since we were rolling yep. with that earlier. What does that make Rondale Moore in fantasy drafts? Um, I I think that makes Rondale Moore a guy with wide receiver two upside and oh, someone wow. you're upside. Uh, you know, I think that's a ceiling. So and, I mean, you draft him as a wide receiver four. And yeah, someone who could draft as a wide receiver four. If Jameis Winston goes there and Rondale Moore is the wide receiver two, they're in. In it I mean, feels like it could be a Justin Jefferson situation. I Maybe mean, not that big of a season. I, I don't. It, I don't. It wouldn't be that big of a season. But it's comparable to the situation. You have a veteran, veteran, quote unquote, wide receiver already in there, like yep. Adam Thielen was and Terry McLaurin yep. is. 
You have a quarterback in there that's a established big, veteran. Big need at the wide receiver two as position. a wide receiver two because like that void huge, is empty or because like Stephon Diggs left right. and then there was literally nobody. What Chad Beebe is your number two? No. What is Cam and Steven Sims? That's what I'm saying. It, this no. seems like a perfect opportunity for the Washington Football Team to bring in a wide receiver through the draft. Yep. I think, and they could yeah. follow if the right quarterback is there. Follow. A similar path to which Justin is what Jackson. I expect them to do. That's what I expect them to do. If they go get a, a veteran guy, it's not going to be a big name. I think it'd be a, a, a much smaller Marvin they, Jones. Yeah, maybe like, a Sammy Watkins. Exactly. And then they, I expect them to go draft a guy. I think that that's what their their plan is. If not in the first round, then in the second or third round, I think something early. Another guy, uh, more of a sleeper pick, who I actually think is very comparable to Rondell Moore, but isn't getting the hype of Rondell Moore, is Elijah Moore. You could get him a whole round later, and I think they're very similar players. All right, let's talk about the last bit of free agency rumors, notes, speculation, team stuff that I want to talk about. Cliff Kingsbury has said this before, but he reiterated it. I don't know if it was a press conference or or whatever it was, but he believes that Chase Edmonds can be their lead running back. He said that last year because we had seen it with Chase Edmonds when... He could be. Absolutely, he could be. We've seen him put up, especially in fantasy, RB1 value... When the chance was there. Last season, he got to do that, I think, for one game. Failed miserably to put up anywhere close to RB1 numbers. I don't even think he cracked it as an RB2. Now, with Kenyon Drake, I'd assume he's gone. They're not going to franchise tag him, and I, I feel like it would be a nice time for him to probably move on from the Cardinals. Chase Edmonds, the guy there. They could draft someone. They could bring someone in. Jack, where'd you end up taking Edmonds in our mock draft? In our mock draft, I took him in the sixth round uh, at pick number 65. I don't. I'm liking that pick right now. If Chase Edmonds is the number one back, he's going to go in the third or fourth round. He's going. You think so? So yes. so that so Here I'll so I'll name some guys. So third or fourth round, I'll name guys that went below that, and yep. you tell me if you take him above him. Kareem Hunt. Above. Above. I'll take if no Chase question. Edmonds is the number one. If Edmonds is the number one guy, no question. Raheem Moster. Yeah, above. Above. David Johnson. That one's tough for me. Of course, I think, yeah, there I, think, you go. I think Johnson was a steal in round I'd five. I think that's comparable. I'll probably I'd go above. I'd say that's. I think Chase a wash. Edmonds has more has has a higher ceiling, you and can't I don't say think it's, it's a wash. You got to give me an answer. It's. I mean, oh. Chase Edmonds. You, you you can't sit here and say David Johnson has a higher ceiling than Chase Edmonds starting because he doesn't. Chase Edmonds has the higher ceiling, and I don't think his floor is really that much lower. If he's the clear cut number one, I'm taking Chase Edmonds. Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Um, no, Clyde has the I'll, ten times higher floor. Or not floor, ceiling. but overall ceiling. Potentially. I'll still probably go Edmonds. Still take Edmonds. Edmonds over Clyde? Yeah. What's the basis behind that? It's that I don't know what that uh, what, what the, the, the carry numbers and the target and the, the touch numbers are going to be in that backfield. I, I think that there's a lot more question marks there. If Edmonds is the number one guy, there it's a it's a clear-cut answer. Yeah, but he's know. not going to be. The, you, you know, the Cardinals aren't going to have one running back. They're going to bring another guy. It's just as the Chiefs. Brought in other guys to compliment then, 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 then that depends. It depends on the situation on who they bring in. What I'm assuming with this so, scenario no, so is Chase Edmonds is take, the clear cut number one. Let's take it as this. Let's take it as this. Then let's say the Chiefs have one running back on their roster and it's Clyde. Let's say the Cardinals have one running back on their roster and it's Chase Edmonds. Who are you taking then? Um, I take Clyde then. Okay, that's all. That's what I'm asking. Yeah, that's what it comes. That's we'll, we'll put it sure. at that because we'll, okay. we don't know who, who yeah, else will be in the backfield. That's true. Miles Sanders. I'm, t- I'm going to take um, Edmonds. I'll take Sanders. I'd probably still go with Sanders. Yeah. No. I, th- I I think it was the game. It might have been against the Saints here. I'll pull it up right now. Where Sanders... There's been some Saint Miles Sanders slander in here. Oh, I like that. That rhyme. Um, 
But he's been real. He was really, really good at the end of last when year. When Jalen Hurts took over weeks 14, 15, and 16, Miles Sanders was the running back 3, 30, and 11 in PPR. Yeah, that's not bad. That's a lot better. I, I You know, I think... <laughs> that's not bad. It's not bad. No, Miles Sanders, I think, left a, a bitter taste in a lot of people's mouths, including myself, because he... I mean, his fall-off was ridiculous. Ridiculous. I, I don't even understand how he could have fallen off that was, much. I'll be I honest. Think, I think you're. It was more of the injuries because looking yeah. at the breakdown of the numbers here, he missed the first week. Then from weeks two through six in PPR, he was 12, 22, 33, 4, and thirteen. That's Except not bad weeks at all. Eleven through 13, 9.1 points, six point two points, three point one points. Yeah, that's a bad. It's a slump of a week, and then he comes back, finishes strong for you in your fantasy playoffs. Yeah, right and that, that those three weeks also is when Philadelphia offense just went nowhere with Carson Wentz, and, and they that, finally and they wound up benching right, him, and yep. then changed it, and, and then Miles got Sanders was back. Absolutely. So I, I think, Jack, you're right, the Miles Sanders slander is kind of out of control, yep. and I, I think he's honestly going Maybe to get disrespected in drafts. Maybe I would go Miles Sanders. Especially if he fell we to the to, fourth. Yeah, That's he's insane. a third. He should be a third round We need to see where that offensive line is next year, uh, but I mean, if, if it... Should it, be a priority. It, it, absolutely, especially with... And, and they'll get healthy again. They had a ton right. of injuries on that offensive line. So yeah, absolutely. Maybe I would go Miles Sanders over Chase Edmonds. Last one, David Montgomery or Chase Edmonds? Chase Edmonds. Yeah. Well, okay, if you're taking Montgomery and Edmonds as both the only... Well, no, I guess that's not true. Because Monty's not going to get all that many receptions with Tariq Cohen back in healthy, whereas Edmonds will definitely get receptions. That I know for a fact. Because that's what he was used as this year. I lied. One more. Miles Gaskin or Chase Edmonds? It depends. I mean, if we're assuming Miles Gaskin is the clear-cut starter like he was this past year, I'd probably go Gaskin. That's fair. But it's very close. I'm on that train. It's it, it. They're in the same tier. They're in the same tier. How much time we got left? We've still got uh, just about ten minutes. Perfect. We can talk about some dynasty football. You brought it up earlier. Yeah. In our dynasty league, we had our draft a few weeks ago. Now, I want to look at some of the trades that were made over the past few weeks. Break it down a little bit. There's a really interesting one Break here. Break it down. I thought Jack would have been involved in this, and he wasn't. I know. But the most... Re- you saw it? I saw it. I'm making sure I know all the details of it, so you go ahead and say it. But the I- most recent trade from four days ago was Marcus Mariota. Again, this is Superflex League. This is Superflex League, very deep benches, 17-player benches, taxi squad, all that good stuff in Dynasty. So Marcus Mariota and the 2021 second-round pick. I don't know where exactly that is in terms of this draft, but let's say it's middle middle of the draft here for the second round of the rookie draft for David Johnson. You haven't stopped shaking your head. Are you okay? Yeah. That's a horrendous trade I would have paid, paid whoever much higher price for, for David, David Johnson. Johnson. I'm pretty sure I offered... David Johnson, that's a horrible trade. If I'm not remembering incorrectly, I'm pretty sure I offered a trade for David Johnson during the draft and it because got turned down. rookie picks, like, the amount... Like, unlike the real draft where, like, okay, sure, you can still get, like, starting running backs in the third round, right? RB Potential RB1s in the third round in the rookie draft... There is a steep, steep, steep drop off between every single pick. There really is. I mean, it, it's it, and it depends on the year. Obviously, it depends on the situations. But there is always one point, typically at some point in the first round, if not that turn of the first to second round, where there is just a steep decline. And at this point, you're just taking shots and hoping that one sticks, right? You're just taking. You, you're like, oh, I like this player. I'm going to take him. Hopefully, he starts to actually do something on his team because there's a lot up in the air. The fact that he traded a second rounder and Marcus Mariota, who's a backup quarterback and may never start again. May never start again. For David Johnson, whoever got David Johnson. David Johnson, I would say, Kamish, honestly. You should have, like, honestly, 
stop that. That's a terrible trade. There's a worse trade that we're going to get to in no, a second. No. But David Johnson, I would honestly say, only has one year left as a starter. I can't imagine him being a starter in the league anywhere past this year. Probably not. I, no. I'd agree with that. I, I mean, so yeah, maybe he's a rental. Know, in, the tw- in the 2021, in the second round, wherever that spot may be, maybe they take Pat Freermuth to be yeah. their tight end, put him on the taxi sure. squad. And you probably would be able to get him there. I mean, I will be taking Pat Freermuth in the second round if he is available for me to take, almost certainly. The other trade that I saw that was made that made absolutely no sense that no one commented on was a 2022, so not even this year, second-round pick in the rookie draft for Cortland Sutton. What is this guy doing? It's the same guy, too. Yeah. He acquired David Johnson and Cortland Sutton for second-round picks in back-to-back seasons in a rookie draft. I don't know what's up with that. I love Cortland Sutton. Radio silence me, on our end there. I don't even know what to so make of that. jealous, because I love Cortland Sutton so much. I want him. Well, you're going to so have to offer probably more than a 2022 second-round pick. I'll have to offer him a 2022 first-round pick. <laughs> Maybe. I feel like he would probably take that. I don't know how that even how that even would happen. I mean, I'm we're talking about... I'm going to do that right now. I'm going to do that right now. Live on air. Trade being made. Yeah, potentially... Listen, I, I maybe that was a mistake. Maybe he meant to take the 2021 second-round pick, and he did 2022, and you would just see if the guy accepted it, and he ended up taking it. But we just literally talked about, for a solid 10 minutes, Cortland Sutton potentially being you know, a fourth-round pick again if Deshaun Watson were to go there, and still you know, fifth- or sixth-round value with Drew Locke being the yep. starter. And yep. here he goes for feels like nothing. Yep, he did. He went for nothing. I want Cortland Sutton now. You made me want Cortland Sutton, like, really bad now. Oh, all right. Well, you work on that. I will. I do not see any other trades that were made in the league. Looking at some free agents, obviously all the rookies are there, so, well, they can't even sort by guys that I want to see. But the free agents are so, so, so deep because it's a 28-round draft. Like, heck, I've got guys on my team. What are what are the guys that I took in the later rounds on my team? And I, I, have, um, I have Drew Sample on my team. Uh, the the tight end for the Cincinnati one. Bengals? No, but uh, Devin Asiasi, but although that that's like super low. D- uh, Devin Duvernay, um, Donovan Peoples-Jones, and Rashard Higgins. I took Higgins without realizing that he was a free agent. Realized he was a free agent when Peoples-Jones on the next pick because I was like, one of those guys will probably be, you know, if I if OBJ's gone, we'll have some f- fantasy significance. Why do your wide res- I feel like your team... I don't know if you missed on value. Like, the guys that I got that I would consider, like, quote-unquote deep, like, I got Tyler Johnson, who I really like going yeah. into next season anyway and years beyond that. Will Disley, whatever happened in Seattle, he's my fourth tight end. He's a cuttable guy. Colin Johnson, who didn't do much for Jacksonville this year. He was a rookie At a uh, Texas. last season. Yeah. But, you he know, He went let's... super late because, similarly to Tyler Johnson, just is not that fast, and, and that's why he went late, even though... He, he produced like crazy in college. I mean, Jacksonville's got... Is that me? That's oh, you. Oh, my gosh. You know why that's me? Why? Top shot. There we go. Got my top shot drop. That's a, that's a great reminder. I'm going to join the queue right now, actually. Anyone out there, if you use NBA Top Shot, hit me up. I always like talking about NBA Top Shot. None of my friends here, none of these guys are that into it. I don't understand why people don't like free money. Basically, it feels like free money. Free money. Join drop. Here we go. I am not a robot. You sure? No. 
Yes. <laughs> here we go, Jack. I got it. Pulling out my Swiss Army knife here. We'll find out real soon. <laughs> Other, I, listen, wow. I got AJ Green in like the 19th round. And I love that. Yep. I feel like I can get two years out of him at sure. that point. I got my one of my favorite picks of this draft was Paris Campbell. I, I'm starting to really, really like Paris Campbell for next year. I really am. I don't think you're starting to. I think you've been like That's him. a good point. I really like Paris Campbell for next year, and I'm even starting to like him more than how the amount that I've been liking him, which is a lot, especially with Carson Wentz going there, especially when I found out, I, I didn't realize this, he was a second-round pick two years ago. He was yeah. a second-round yeah. pick in the, what, 20, 2019 draft? Mm-hmm. That and and last year when he came into the you know at the beginning of the season he really looked good and then he got hurt early on and obviously was done for the season but a full season I think Paris Campbell has an opportunity to be really good either Campbell or Pittman one of those two guys at least is going to be very good if not both and I could see a very likely scenario where they are both very good. All right, we're gonna call it there, Lucas. You need to eat something. I'm, I I'm a little I'm bit so happier hungry. that you that you perked up towards the end there and didn't. Try to kill me or anything. I know. Well, you, he's mentioned you, it at one point. He actually did. Actually, yeah. a few minutes ago, bust out the knife. So let's, <laughs> let's put every all the weapons away. I have to go worry about NBA Top Shot. Everyone wish me luck. I'm trying to make thousands of dollars Good today. Luck. Trying to make dreams Break a happen. Leg. Trying to make dreams come Your true. Your dreams. My yes. My, Will you share my with me? Dream. Then I'll I'll join the dream. Well, I tried to get you to. That's true. Join the dream, and you did. You shot down my dream. I did. I did shoot down your dream. I gotta go get ready for this. For the chemist Jack McGrath, Spitfire Lucas Parrish, I'm the King of Trade, Shane Palma. Have a great day.